everyone, welcome to What is Covenants, Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Dave Clay, because Carolyn, you weren't here last week, and so there's been a few changes. Dave Clay, Carolyn Barnett, I'm teasing. Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. But you weren't here last week because, and I've already told our listeners, did you listen to the podcast last week? I was on the Apple Music looking and I was like, hmm, this is interesting because I post those to Facebook and I did try to do some work on that even when I was at home and well, I was... um, I don't want to say pretty sick. I was sick, pretty sick for me. I don't ever usually get sick, so this kind of knocked me for a loop. And yes, I did see some activity took place, <laughs> which I was happy about. But I did pay homage to you about. in your absence, should you or should you not have listened to the podcast. But I did pay homage to you in your absence, and I told our listeners that you were ill and that we prayed for you, I asked them to pray for you, and that you would get better, and I had all confidence that you would be back this week, and what should happen, what should I find, you're coming in this morning, and you sound like you're alive, which is like a good testimony, right? Oh, it, it, it didn't kill you. Prayer. It might have yeah. felt like it's going to kill you, but yeah. it didn't kill you. There was lots of prayer that went into that time frame, and... Uh, <clears throat> lots of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, lots of resting and trying to get better because I don't know how to do that well. So I was up trying to do things and then I quickly realized, you know, when I get in a big coughing fit that I couldn't do what I, you know, wanted to do. So yeah, it was, it was a little difficult for me because I'm not wanting to just, I'm not one of these sick people that lays there in the bed and lets, rings a bell or whatever and has people wait on me. I was uh, trying to do stuff, but yeah, it was um, it was not pretty. So, but thank you very much um, for all the prayers. And I had people tell me that they had listened to the podcast, so that was exciting. Um, but yeah, I I missed being here definitely. Well, in that same spirit, <laughs> as we talked about on the podcast last week, or as I spoke up last mm-hmm. week on the podcast. Um, we were praying for healing. Mm. And with that, we had all confidence as well, not only that you'd be back, that our prayers in the dispatchment, if that's a word, dispatching of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> sending Him extra vibe <laughs> your way, was going to move God's hands to the end that we would be almost literally resurrecting you from Maybe not your deathbed, but again, who knows anymore these days, right? Well, I think God used that time period not just um, to prove his faithfulness and healing, but also I have a little update for you, which I haven't shared this with you yet, I don't believe. But during this time that I was so sick, and of course I waited because I don't like going to the doctor and I didn't go initially when I should have. So let that be a lesson to our listeners. If you're sick, go get some medicine. Um, My mother was hospitalized. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. And so I have been going through that um, to be very (laughs) uh, torn between wanting to go see her and not wanting to go to the hospital sick. And so, of course, they didn't want me there if I was sick because I obviously don't want to get my mother sick. But she um, was in the hospital, so I was unable to see her the whole time that I was sick, the whole time that she was in the hospital. And so during that course of time, then the decision was made, and she helped make this decision that um, she is going to be transferred to um, a skilled nursing facility. So I've been dealing with that. So your prayers have not only just been um, for me to get better, which I truly appreciate and needed, and God moved on that behalf, but also what I was going through um, with that, with my mom, um, because that was very difficult for me to not be present in that and not be part of that decision or not be there talking to her about it and all the things. So um, I'm just grateful that God was able to help her to make to have clear mind enough that she could make those decisions and talk to them and and she's already been moved and um, I hope to go see her today. I have not seen her yet. So And she will be coming home post the 
Um, probably not. If she was to get better um, enough that she could move around better, um, she would go back to her assisted living facility. Mm -hmm. But even that is questionable, mm. which um, is due in part to which we discovered. Um, it's a good thing that you know she ended up having to go to the hospital because then they did all these in-depth testing. Neuropathy in her lower extremities is caused this weakness. So that's why she won't be able to probably go back because she won't be able to. So, so there's been a lot, a lot going on other than just me being sick and, and God definitely was moving in, in all of that. So your prayers, um, unbeknownst to you were helping me through. Well, we just only thought it was time. the physical, your health, but now we know. And, yeah. and I guess your point, and I think it's a fantastic one is, is that when you pray, we don't always know what to pray for. The Bible right. tells that, tells us that. And whether that is only on our behalf, as with the Holy Spirit knowing what mm -hmm. to pray for, uh, but it would also probably or should then, not probably does, include when we offer up prayers for others, uh, even if we may not know specifically mm -hmm. right. the need, right. we know that God is moved in that sort mm -hmm. of way through the Holy Spirit, through our intentions, and we are joined together as one in the body and the Holy Spirit. So it would be as if dispatching not only the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, but ourselves to that circumstance and situation. And as much with that in mind, I think the podcast last week was about just that very thing that there was then going to be a material manifestation of certainly not only prayer, mm -hmm. but power. Right. But that the power was not necessarily, <laughs> more than not necessarily, was definitely not material. Right. You could make it seem material. You could interfere with that by thinking of it in material terms. Mm -hmm. uh, logistics, thoughts, plans, strategies, mm -hmm. how to move this piece there, get mm -hmm. this done, like you said, or as mm -hmm. you were saying, mm -hmm. be there with your mom while she's making all the decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, yet, in the end, all of those things are only secondary to the fact that the Holy Spirit moves, yeah. gives us the power, moves God's hands. We do by deference, deferring to God, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, obedience, and trusting that he's got a plan in a way that is far superior to anything that we might come Absolutely. up with simply because we don't know all of it. Right. And that's where we started. We don't know all the need. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to put all of that together. We just know more than good intention. Mm -hmm. We know that there is a power that's attached to our positive, yes. our hopeful, mm -hmm. our thinking upon these things. Mm -hmm that then not only moves God's hands, but delivers us from the evil thereof, which isn't necessarily that it's always going to work out quite the way that we'd want to in a mm -hmm. material way, but that it's always toward the greater end of the right. supernatural right. that the healing takes place at that yes. level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But when you're in the middle of it, as you are right now, yeah. with your mom, you don't know. And you have no way of knowing. And should you feel as if you've got to do something cautionary, mm -hmm. don't take on responsibilities for accomplishment of certain things that you have really have no power over. Mm -hmm. But those things that he does confer power to you to do or accomplish, then certainly, and in this moment, we're going to say, agree. We want that to happen for you. And it's not only me and you. <laughs> it's the whole podcast universe that we might share a portion of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And what I've been studying, I've been in Genesis and with Joseph and just the whole, when you said about the end, not just the means to the end, not just the practical, but the spiritual that takes place. And I was thinking about their reunion and how emotional that was and just what God was doing, not just not just in their lives, but in their hearts and changing them. And, and I think that's what's been going on um, with me. I've had a lot of time to read and reflect. And um, I come across something that I really, really like um, and about obedience. And, and I've been trying to study about that a little bit and listen, trust say yes 
and obey. And I really like that. It's just simple. It's just four, you know, four little phrases that um, can sum that up. And I'm just amazed at what God's been doing this past week, even though I've been sick. But um, your prayers have went far beyond um, what you knew, and God has um, been doing a lot, not just in my life, but I believe, you know, and others as well, especially during Advent, people's, or at least my thoughts have been changed a little bit during this season. Well, prayers certainly are for others. Mm-hmm. And with that, then, maybe as much an encouragement. Mm-hmm. And what were the four? Listen, trust, say yes, and then obey. So there's a lot of points along the way. Mm-hmm. If those yeah. are steps, right. then the devil can insert himself right. and dissuade you mm-hmm. or insert yourself mm-hmm. and cause you to doubt and not believe. Absolutely. But prayer, I think, in that same sort of way is as much us saying yes to the Lord, mm-hmm. us believing, listening. Mm-hmm. What were the four? Listen, trust, say yes, and then obey. That's what prayer is about. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make anything happen in that sense that isn't already going to happen. And that's what we've been declaring. God already has it established that something good is going to come out of this. Isn't that amen? So be it. So be it. But there's no losing period when it comes to God. None. Right. The losing or the loss is something that is distinctly correlate to humanity Mm -hmm. and self, the Mm -hmm. material dimension. Mm -hmm. But when we start to realize that prayer then is helpful mm-hmm. in, in the sense of permission for all of that good to happen, for God to accomplish His good will and His mm-hmm. good work in our life, mm-hmm. and with that then believe, mm-hmm. have the courage, the faith, mm-hmm. the confidence to say yes, obey, mm-hmm. when we're all of that is accomplished, then we usually see, typically see, the miracle. Mm -hmm. The miracle isn't already there. It's like the lamb, not the lamb, but the ram in the thicket Mm -hmm. with Abraham and Isaac. Mm -hmm. It's already there. Jesus is already there. He is already there. Mm -hmm. We just have to be prepared, rightly sanctified to receive it. And the best way to do that, I think, is through those four steps, Mm -hmm. to die to self. Right. Or anything of self that otherwise would assert or exert control Mm -hmm. in places that we have no control over. Or we don't need to be. Or we don't need to be. We try to insert ourselves and we don't need to be there. And it's not that you can't speak to material dimension Mm -hmm. and make good things happen. Mm -hmm. But just be careful that it's out of God, not of you. And also realize that is not the ultimate end or the aim. The aim isn't to fix the material Mm -hmm. in the way that we want it fixed. The aim is to allow God to accomplish, fix all material, reconciliation in all ways, restoration in all ways material through the power of His Holy Spirit. That's a different perspective, though. Mm -hmm. But until you go through loss... Until you come to terms or at least face-to-face with the reality, you can't control it. Until you're sick and you you didn't say you thought you were going to die. But (laughs) I goes through my mind. You've spoken of death before (laughs) on the podcast. The devil has used that as a sort of dimension. But when you're faced with the mountain that needs to be removed... That's not that God's telling you that it's not going to work. It's just Him reminding you the only way this mountain is going to be moved is if you trust in me, mm-hmm. have faith in me to move it. Mm-hmm. But that is the nemesis itself, the human dimension and the ability to really perceive it spiritually and Holy Spirit dimension sufficient to not get caught up in the trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know that I thought, <laughs> thought about dying while I was sick, but... Um, Coincidentally, I did think about that this morning, which is unusual. Everybody thinks about that. Well, I had a test um, that I haven't done in like three years, and then doctor keeps saying, "Are you went and done that yet?" And, I, and I'm thinking, wouldn't that be horrible? Like if something happened just because I didn't go get my test. But anyway, <laughs> but I didn't think about dying when I was sick. But I did ponder, you know, God allowed it to happen. You know, I'm a believer in that. It's, you know, there's no coincidences. So I had to sort of mentally go through that. Well, God, you allowed this to happen. You allowed me to be sick and be down. And, you know, so 
what am I supposed to be learning here? <laughs> and so I um, memorized a new verse and, you know, I just um, feel like that everything, every circumstance is an opportunity. And that's just a mind shift that you have to, it doesn't just happen on its own. And when I try to describe that to people that come see me, you know, it's a choice, but it's like you have to turn the knob. You have to turn the dial to that. Our nature, our self, our flesh doesn't, it's why am I here? I could very easily say, well, God, why why did you let me get sick for? You know, I, I got to work, you know, I, I, I. And, you know, I could have very easily went down that road, but I've learned one that doesn't help anything. Two, that's not the way God's um, plan is for me. <laughs> and I have to consciously choose. What is it that you want me to learn in this? Or what is it you're trying to show me in this? And, you know, how can I be a blessing to others in this, through this? Whatever that is. But um, Well, the only way to die to self-doubt is to die to self. Mm. Which doesn't mean that God has chosen to crucify us all or to kill us all. Right. That's not what that's about, but right. that's also a self-perspective or a flesh, which gets mm -hmm. back to death. Mm -hmm. but, but the notion is, though, that dying to self is not easy. No. And it requires diligence. Mm -hmm. It requires the word. But when you die to self, as much as you are given then an opportunity to certainly exalt Christ, God, allow the Holy Spirit, then full permission, access to every part of your being to sanctify, to bring into proper alignment or reconciliation, not only in word, but living word with what God tells us he wants, which is, again, a good end, good things. And that nobody dies, at least not in soul dimension, right. uh, if they're in Jesus Christ. And I guess they don't die, even if they're not, they go to hell. Right. But the idea, though, is, is that that is a bit of a chore when everything looks like death around you. But it can steal, then, the power that you have not only to move God's hands through prayer, by allowing God to do His good work through the encouragement prayer gives. By, I'm going to give it to you, God. I'm going to trust in you, Jesus. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to believe your word. All of those things. I'm going to share that with others. But I think that's important because psychological counseling and psychology is actually the opposite. If that's all it is, it's about self-preservation. My job is not to preserve, Carolyn, yourself. My job is to help you realize right. how to rightly reconcile yourself with God so that yes. he might save you. Yes, exactly. And that would be the difference mm -hmm. between humanistic approaches mm -hmm. and then those that are Bible-based and Holy Spirit-inspired. Right. Yes, absolutely. But if I really do that properly, as with somebody ministering the Word, mm -hmm. then the realization is you're still going to have to die to self. Mm -hmm. And how often? Daily. Daily. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing more than the prayer. It's mm -hmm. nothing more than the four things. What are the four things? Mm -hmm. Listen, trust, say yes, and obey. Yes, because mm -hmm. <laughs> he's already given you that probably, mm -hmm. though you may have, that may have come to you not on the deathbed, but when you were right. sick and infirmed. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's already given you that because you're going to be facing a possible death mm -hmm. of your mother. That is, as even I say that, that is a very difficult thing to say. <laughs> but if you're going to receive that saying, mm -hmm. you have to receive it within context of all of these things that we're declaring, mm -hmm. lest the devil again would insert himself, take opportunity to get into oh, any yeah. of those places. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even mindfulness mm -hmm. and distraction. Well, I haven't been thinking about that at all. Well, that's a trick of the devil because even mindfulness, which is unfortunately right now seems to be the primary go-to in psychological terms, mm -hmm. DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, which is just get your mind off of it. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on that. Focus on the immediacy. And there's a lot to be said about living in the moment. Mm -hmm. But you're never outside of the shadow of death. <laughs> It's always there because it's a reality. But unless we have an answer to it and for it, then it's going to scare us. And once it begins to scare us, we're not going to be going to 
toward God, mm-hmm. or even so the power that God is offering us, we're going to be heading in the opposite direction. Right. Out of fear. Out of fear. Mm-hmm. And that's no good. Right. <laughs> doesn't, that right. doesn't do anybody any good. You can go around telling people, even as we are right now on the podcast, not to do any of these things. But in the end, if you don't show them, they can't see it in tangible measure. And even so, they have to learn it themselves empirically. They're going to give up along the way. They're going to quit along the way. Yeah. And that doesn't do anybody any good, especially right. the ministry, God. Right. Because right. that's why we're here. We're salt oh, and light. Yeah. And that's, I, I had that conversation with somebody um, last week when I finally was able to come and meet with people, even though I tried to not cough them. <laughs> I was well enough to meet with him, but it was a little difficult. But I just shared that with him. It just got to that point where we were talking about, you know, situations, and then it just comes down to life, and and it's hard. And I'm not going to disagree with that, but that that's where I come in with that. It's all the more reason why we have to have we have to have God, we have to have Jesus, we have to have the Holy Spirit, because otherwise we won't make it through this life. I mean, it's just too difficult. And when people come in, they try all these things, and oh my goodness, they try so hard. (laughs) And I appreciate that, and I've been there, and I do that in some areas still yet. But they will try so hard, and and I just, my heart goes out because I feel like that God is in this situation with them. But we have to look and see. We have to be willing, like you said, to run toward Him. In that horribleness and whatever it is that you're going through, you have to run towards Him, even if you don't want to. What other choice do we have to run away in fear and then isolate ourselves and, and wonder why God doesn't help us? That doesn't answer anything. And so I say, and I just read this, I think, yesterday, um, someone said to run towards the roar, you know, David ran toward Goliath to run towards, um, you know, that roar of the lion that you hear to not be afraid of it, but to run towards it. Um, God will give us the strength to get through that. But that's what I reiterate to people all the time is this life is too hard for you to try to do this on your own. You, you can't, you have to. Rely well, it's on self. The mm-hmm. self cannot carry that right. burden because we don't have the power over life and death. The power of life is in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the power over life and death is in the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I don't know that, that our podcast listeners would appreciate mine and your relationship. You are probably one of the most candid, straightforward people I've ever met. I really... I think so. <laughs> yes, well, for me, you, you are. Have you, I'm met okay. my, have you met my daughter? <laughs> well, yes, she's a little brutal. That was what I was going to go to, though. Not in a bad way. She's just very, very out <laughs> that there is a comfort that we have to be appreciative of, that people need as they receive the truth. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit does both. Mm-hmm. He is, as Paraclete, also recognizably the comforter, as mm-hmm. Jesus would have told us, mm-hmm. gave us, mm-hmm. description, right. name, put name to. He's more than just something. He is right. entity. He right. is God. Right. And he is a he. As was Jesus, as was God, the Trinity. Thank you for clarifying. Well, I just wanted to make sure that was established because I don't want people right. to think. Because that's what we would peddle in psychological terms. Is mm-hmm. It's all theory, right? It's, uh-huh. all, it's all strategy and practice. Because you're human, I need to concoct or create this other, transactionally so, this other entity that will talk to you, but it really is you talking to you so that you can then somehow pretend that you're an ego, superego. Pretend like you're an ego and id, a superego and id, Freud. That you're God, but you're also human id. And that we need an ego as a mediator. I mean, that was all stolen from the Bible by Freud. Freud was of Jewish tradition and heritage, knew all of this stuff, would never have disclosed that. Psychologists had never given up that secret sense 
They don't like it when we introduce psychological sort of concepts into Christian. Not Christian into psychological. That won't work. Right, right, the foundation right, right, right. has to be Christian. Because they still want to lay claim over that power themselves. They have none. I have none. You have none of mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. But such that I have, I give unto you, as Peter might have mm -hmm. said. It is the power of the Holy Spirit, but he is the comforter, and I know how to operate in comfort. Mm -hmm. I could say that to you about your mom. Mm -hmm. Not because I would be insensitive to your hurt or the pain that would go with it, mm -hmm. but I think we have a strong enough relationship I can say that. But that has taken a while to get there. Yeah. And I think, I'm hoping you would be that honest with me yeah. because I need that. And I think you are. Mm -hmm. But it's measured by what I can endure in any moment. And it's also measured by what our relationship has come to in terms of strength. Mm -hmm. That is not something you accomplish, though, in a session or two or ten or twenty. We have it because we have it in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We have communion. So I can operate without having to construct artificially, in mm -hmm. some material term, right. this relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm also kind of manipulating you as a psychological mm -hmm. sort of exercise yeah. singularly. Yeah. While I'm trying to manipulate, just out of, as a psychologist, humanist mm -hmm. would do. Mm -hmm. While I'm trying to manipulate you to kind of get it all done. And mm -hmm. that's where gaslighting comes in. That's where narcissism. Yeah. There's people outside of psychologists and psychological counselors that do that just as well. And you can say, well, that's why we have ethics, right? We have licensure <laughs> boards and ethical. Yes, but until you have that established in the power of the Holy Spirit, the comfort helps, but it's not to save you. Mm. I can't save you. Right. Nobody can save you except Jesus and the Holy right. Spirit. Amen. And then that salvation comes because you realize it's not about you. It's about Jesus. Exactly. And with that, then the power to overcome mm -hmm. <laughs> demons and devils mm -hmm. that Jesus confers. He was never a psychologist. That was never a psychological operation. But in human terms, that's probably all the Old Testament could do and all that Jesus could do until somebody got the Holy Spirit in their heart. Mm -hmm. And I do want to go to a, a passage because I think okay. it's important we try to ground all this in right. some word. I, it's a repeat of last podcast, but it's so that we can then get to the one I really want to get to today. Luke 9, verse 3, and he said, in, oh, excuse me, Luke 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And then he goes on to say, take nothing for your journey, which kind of is don't take self. Don't take mm -hmm. self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Neither staves, nor script, nor bread, neither money, neither have two coats of peace. Don't worry about you because it's about me and it's about God. And when I send you out, I'm sending you out with this last podcast. I pointed out since he said that, they experienced a failure. They couldn't do it. Jesus had to step in. And then last week also pointed out that in Luke 10... He also dispatched not only disciples, but evangelists. In Luke 10, verse 1, After these things, the Lord appointed another 70, or other 70 also, and sent them two by two before his face in every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said unto him, The harvest truly is great. He tells them the same thing. He carry neither purse nor script. And with that, Jesus gives them the same power to overcome and to heal. And, and I think that's important because what we're really saying is, is that we're more in that context than we are the disciples, but we have to be disciples first mm -hmm. before we can ever really accomplish that. And though those are two separate entities, both have to receive the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. as comforter, as well as guide and lead into all knowledge, wisdom, understanding. So that we might affect this work not out of self, lest there be self-doubts. Right. Mm -hmm. We might miss something. We can only see so much, understand so much. But we'd have that supernatural Holy Spirit element that even as we don't know what to pray for, mm -hmm. 
God's already working. It's not about us making it happen. It's about us cooperating with the power of the Holy Spirit. But if I don't offer you salvation or the power of the Holy Spirit, if I can't point to that, then it's all a matter of kind of preservation, Mm -hmm. hoping that one day you'll come to this realization. You need Jesus. You need saved. You need to give your life to Christ so that you can allow the Holy Spirit the power to do what He's promised, Jesus, God, mm-hmm. that He would do, what the Word tells us He would do. Hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I'm reminded of some people that I would like to have you repeat that whole <laughs> last piece that you said to because... I can't get to that point with them, uh, and I'm not speaking of um, people that come to see me, I'm speaking of um, people even in my family, but I know there's so much that God wants to do, but I can't, that has to be their choice that they turn to Him, I can't, of course, obviously I can't force you know Jesus on them. But until they're willing to let Him save them, then all the things He wants to do in their life can't take place. And so sometimes that's a little, I'll be honest, it's a little frustrating for me because I I know and I want to see all these things take place, but it's like we can't get there if you won't even look to Him. Well, they have to, and this is the problem with psychology and psychological counseling. Mm -hmm. They have to be on their deathbed. Or as much a semblance of that in material Mm -hmm. terms as possible. They have to go see the sick. Mm -hmm. They have to look around them. It can't be DBT, Mm -hmm. mindfulness, Mm -hmm. distraction. Go focus on this or retreat to some virtual world where you can make believe and pretend and, and, you know, maybe occasionally... You know, you might even conceptually, we talked about that a couple of podcasts ago, about there's sickness and, and, and death in the world. There's people that are hurting, even as we're speaking. We can't attend to that all the time because it's, it's overwhelming in right. human dimension. Right. And as long as we have flesh, we'll be vulnerable to that struggle. And it is those four things. What are those four mm-hmm. things? Listen, trust, say yes, and obey. Yes. And all of those... Mm-hmm. The gospel according to Carol. All of those, right? All of those are part of that receiving the truth, but also the power of the Holy Spirit to get you through your humanity, yourself through, so that you can come out the other side of that with a real life, empirical, tangible proof of resurrection. You know, if you're going to ask me to submit myself to all of these things and to resist the temptation to try to gird myself, preserve myself, mm-hmm. you better be able to show me some resurrection power. Right. You better be able to show me how all of this, through the help of the paraclete, mm-hmm. through the comforter, mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit, I am going to not only be able to get through it myself, yea, though I'll walk through the valley shed of death, mm-hmm. but that I'll be able to not rain down fire from heaven as in wagging fingers and forcing people I'm trying that if you've got a kid you can a dog let's go with dogs dogs are easier to talk about if you got a dog you cannot make your dog do anything without some demonstration now dogs are not going to comprehend it the same way kids do but dogs are even smart enough to know if you're scared if you're overreactive you can't make them do anything they'll just freeze up in the moment and resist Mm-hmm. But anybody that had a kid, you cannot authoritarian. Mm-hmm. You cannot make them do anything, even if it's the right thing. Right. But you will allow them, or as with they will allow you, you will give them then the means mm-hmm. to accomplish that end mm-hmm. under your guidance, mm-hmm. under your comfort, if you mm-hmm. are the paraclete, mm-hmm. if you're the comforter to them. But if you're not, then you're going to unfortunately be doing nothing but instilling in them why all those stuff people tell you, though it's really virtuous, though it's a really highest of ethics, Mm -hmm. uh, it really doesn't have any power. Because in the end, we're all going to go ahead, lie, cheat, and steal to get what we want. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to, when the moment comes, fall apart Mm -hmm. and be crushed. Because self-construction, you're made of 
wood, hay, and stubble, you know, the stuff that gets burned up. You're made of clay. We are but dust. Yes, we're Nebuchadnezzar. Remember when we did that at Daniel? Mm -hmm. That's the foundation. That was the message. We all got clay feet. Mm -hmm. We can put all kinds of stuff on top of it. It can be cultural. It can be kingdoms. It can be that power. That's how far it can go. You can get to that point of having that level of power and authority. But in the end, it's all wood, hay, and stubble. It's all dross. Mm -hmm. And unless we realize that now, or the sooner we realize it, the sooner we teach our kids, the better off they'll be. But Jesus is trying to teach them here. And, and I didn't get the verse, so I was trying to chase it down. But even with the, the evangelists, verse 8, Luke 10, mm -hmm. and into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, which is all the stuff you're going to find there, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But they're not all going to receive it. But they're going to receive it better if you walk an actual testimony of it. But the only way you get that is to go through it. Right. You've got to be sick. Yeah. yeah. You've got to touch death. Yeah. You've got to go there where people are at. Or you'll just run from it. And then don't be surprised when it comes to you and overcoming it. All your high-mindedness. Will oh, not, you just will touched not, on it. Will you not just save, my mind. <laughs> will not save anything or anybody. Oh, I just, I had a lot of thoughts about that yesterday. I, a lot of thoughts. And, and perhaps I was even in the wrong for thinking some of them because um, I can put those kind of labels on somebody real fast when they're not willing to allow people to go there, to, to be in that, as if we have never done that ourselves. See, that's the key right there. I feel like when we start looking at others, and, and, and I'm not going to say the judging word, but when we start questioning how they got to that or, you know, why they're staying that, and I cannot, I cannot show grace to people that come in and see me without thinking about all the grace that God's shown me. So there's, there's this overcomer by the word of our testimony. There's this thing that happens. And, you know, I know I'm pretty, I, I appreciate your comment, what you said about me being, you know, upfront and, and sort of um, candid, I think was the word used. Because I'll just tell them, look, I'm learning this too. This is what we're going, this is our, this is life. This is what the world is throwing at us. This is what we're going through. And this is something that is probably going to go on, you know, um, obedience. That's going to go on until we see Jesus face to face. You don't get a degree in it. You don't arrive. Um, it's not something that you just, you know, when you get to be older and then you're, you know, you've attained something. I, I don't know. That's not it. And so when I share those things, and I'm not, I want everybody to know I'm sharing this about what we talk about so that when you come in, you'll have a better idea of what happens. I think sometimes there's a uh, fear there. They don't, they're not really sure what, what it's going to be like. Is it going to be like everything else I've done? Like you said, sort of humanistic kind of, am I going to speak big psychology words to them? Well, did that help you ever before? No. Well, then it probably won't help you if I or do Or even if you just preach the word, if you don't do it with a, a real confidence... Mm -hmm. Yeah. As the power of the Holy Spirit, again, right. through relationship right. Right. is established, they're not going to receive it. Because right. we don't stir up the gift. We might, in an right. intellectual way, do what, again, Jesus did before they experienced the loss. Yeah. And in, in they, the mm -hmm. disciples, mm -hmm. in that sort of way of failure in the upper room mm -hmm. in the day of Pentecost, which mm -hmm. we're going to hopefully go there before we end the podcast. But they had to go through that and yeah. their own failings mm -hmm. and failures right. and come to an admission it could never be of themselves. It had to be of Jesus. Right. But the good news was until Jesus left, that wasn't good news necessarily, but right. until Jesus it left, they would never own it. But going through that, mm -hmm. and then those four things, what are the four things? Mm -hmm. Listen, trust, say, ye say yes and obey. Yes. <laughs> Going through those, there's a confidence more than a head confidence. Exactly. Yes. There's a heart confidence mm -hmm. because, not because even of self, because that's all psychology would do is try to parse you up into parts mm -hmm. and have you transactionally right. talking to eat yourself right. internally right. and others in that sort of way. Yes. And even if it's encouragement, if it's not founded in something greater, mm -hmm. but again, the good 
news is, until Jesus left, they would have never claimed it in themselves because they'd be too busy looking for Jesus to come around the corner and save them. Right. To bail them out. Mm Mm-hmm. In a personal dimension. Yes. That's why last podcast I kind of complimented the evangelists because Jesus wasn't with them in quite the same way he was with the disciples. Right. And they did seem to have better success because at least there wasn't an obvious failure that was Mm -hmm. pointed out. And they came back and said, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. We've got this power. But as you face death on a daily basis, as you contend with those decisions about your mom, and you know you're just beginning the journey Mm -hmm. at this particular point, this phase in her life, Mm -hmm. that needs to be your lead. Those four things, what are the four things? Yeah, listen, trust, say yes, and obey. And that trust, I mean, listen is hearing him speak, and then saying yes is when you make the decision. But that second one... That trust to know where it's coming from, who's telling you this, and to trust to be able to get to say yes. You see what I mean? You can't leap. You can't listen and then say yes. I think that's what we do a lot of times. People think that there's we have to leap from hearing what God's saying to saying yes. And I think there's that, that second piece in there, that trust that has to come. I do that even, I'm sure you remember doing that, even um, with your kids. You tell them to do something and they, you know, sort of rebel against that idea or whatever they want. And it's like, do you well, see that I'm like well, who you, I am? You know, who, where am I? This is like, <laughs> this is coming from somebody that cares about you, not like you have to see where this is coming from. Yes, and I could care and I can tell. I'm thinking about my son. This is what you can do. You can do these things. They seem hard. You can do these. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem in the world. We're going around just telling people they can do things, and then they're not because they're not testing it. They're expecting somebody to do it for them, the government, whatever. And with that, then they're never putting themselves in that real-life situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the words, they're good words, but they're not receiving them. Part of it is that the authority is not legit. Right. Jesus did it. Exactly. They saw it. Mm -hmm. The day of Pentecost, they saw the fruition of it. Not only was it a great idea, not only did Jesus love them enough to try to warn them or tell them what to stay away from, but he also told them it's not even just about that. It can be about that. Mm -hmm. This is what you should or shouldn't do. John the Baptist did a great job the Old Testament. It is about applying it, Mm -hmm. but when you apply it, there's not going to be anyone there besides the Holy Spirit who can confirm for you it is the right thing to do. Because you can look at me and say, Dave, this is the right thing to do. You can look at your at Tim, your husband, and say, Tim, this is the right thing to do. You can look at, you can go seek counsel from somebody else. I mean, there are a multitude of counsel, nothing wrong. Go pastors, you can read books, you can listen to podcasts. But nobody is going to be able to tell you it's the right thing to do in the way that only the Holy Spirit can, but it's going to not come through your ears now or into your intellect first and then expect it to somehow seed into your heart. It's going to be through your ears and intellect to the extent that you remove yourself Mm -hmm. so that you discover the power that is in you that God gave you because your name is written into the Lamb's Book of Life. How do I know that? Because you're alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you weren't alive, the Holy Spirit would not have already been in you because He is the author of life. And with that, then, it's up to us to reconcile or face the part of us that doesn't, Mm -hmm. the self, you're not going to be saved. There's no word of comfort. There's no instruction I can provide anybody except through the Holy Spirit. And even then, it's not my words, it's the Holy Spirit. Now, (laughs) is it important that we do that and they come see me? Sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's important to go to the grave. Mm -hmm. After the passing, sometimes I want to do hospice. I I think I admire. I think that is an incredible experience. But the notion of it is I need to be more skilled at that. I need to face those inevitabilities Mm -hmm. because it represents a fear, Mm -hmm. I think, on my part and a need. That's a self-confession. But it isn't just people in hospice houses. Look around you. Right. But you can't pretend it away. You can't distract it away. You can't go into a virtual reality. You can't hide from it. You can't hide from God. Mm -hmm. You have to face it. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. 
What we've done on the podcast today is very difficult to do, but I got away with it, so to speak, because of our relationship. Mm -hmm. But I also got away with it because you're a Christian Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit is in you. And I don't expect you to see the full revelation of what you're going to go through with your mom. But I think at some point in the future, when all this starts to come to you, you'll be able to remember what are the four things? Mm -hmm. Listen, trust, say yes, and obey. That's how God works. This is how I work. Mm -hmm. It was a word to you. Mm -hmm. This is all context. Mm-hmm. But I want to remind you, our podcast listeners, if I can, before we run out of time, what happened on the day of Pentecost? The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, Acts 1. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he shewed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, some of those material manifestations, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, which is what we're speaking of as with the Holy Spirit, as with that's the evidence that you're operating not only in the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of heaven, which is the full manifestation of that and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart. Don't run! Mm -hmm. Don't run away. Mm -hmm. Stay here from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he ye have heard of me. These are red letters by the way. Mm -hmm. For John truly baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they were therefore, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father hath put into them power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto both me and Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight, and while they looked steadfast toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel etc and I don't want to say etc like it's not important but I don't have time here's the point though you have a day of Pentecost Mm -hmm. when you are saved Mm -hmm. but you're going to celebrate the day of Pentecost every day of your life right But you need to put on the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. You need to put on then that what you know to be that word. And though the word will sanctify, especially Old Testament, it is the living word that saves. But don't be surprised that when you think it's all over, and I could read more, we just don't have time. I feel so bad about that. Maybe I don't want to drag it into the next podcast. Go read Acts 1, 2, 3. Know what happened in the upper room and fire came down, so to speak, clothed in tongues. Mm -hmm. But the power that Jesus promised will come to you. But you have to face those truths. Because if you run from them, Mm -hmm. if you try to hide them, it's all transactional. It's all psychological. It's all psychological counseling. Mm -hmm. But it won't save you. What saves you is to realize... What are the four things? Listen, trust, say yes, and obey. When you do those at the commandment of God, based on the Word and the living Word alive within you, you will be resurrected. There's no resurrection without death. Mm -hmm. It just does not happen. There's no glory without a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But it's not just Jesus, although it is Jesus, that gives you the power to stay there. Mm -hmm. So the real power that is in you as with his testimony. It's what we do for others. You can't rain, again, fire down from heaven and beat people into submission. It won't work. You can't make your kids do anything they don't want to do. They'll get oppositional, defiant. But you can demonstrate that in your faith walk and in your living testimony. That's what we have. The power is we are resurrected. The power demonstration of that power is that we are resurrected and that there is a sacrifice. But what we're doing is we're laying down our life in those four things he's given you. We're not committing suicide. We're laying down the self. 
God doesn't tell us to kill ourselves. He says, trust me enough to give me yourself with the innocence of a child so that I might then show you how resurrection works and so you will have a foundation for whatever you have to do in that way of facing whatever needs to be healed, whatever manifestation of sickness. But your body's going to die anyhow. Which isn't like a resignation, but why would you fight against that if there's so much more that you can receive as you would accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Don't push against the goats. Don't fight against that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you said about death, I thought of obedience is better than sacrifice. And about how those four things was about obedience. And so... To me, that just all ties that together because that's that's the goal. That's what he wants. But it's more than just sacrifice. It's not us just laying down our lives. Okay, well, I'll die for you. That's It's not even about that. If our kids, if we told them to do something, they're like, fine, I'll just do it. That's not, yeah, we're getting the thing accomplished, but that's not what we want. We well, want them to want to do it. And to know the that heart. they can out of their heart. But the strength is not to the dismissal of brains. God gave us brains for a reason. But the Acts, that's why it's called Acts. The book is Acts. It follows the Gospels because this is the next thing you receive. Of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. You now can do these things. Mm -hmm. But it required them to go through all of that. Mm -hmm. The death of Christ, the death of their own, their their acceptance of their own mortality, the need to sacrifice themselves for the purposes of the calling of Christ to the point where they had no consideration of themselves, would have gladly laid down their life Mm -hmm. if it meant that they were doing that in the name of Jesus for the cause of the gospel because they knew that was what was necessary to allow the full power of the Holy Spirit to be manifest in them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't say here they're going to raise the dead, although they did. Mm -hmm. Peter raised the dead. Yeah. But it does mean, though, that as much as, again, we're left with anything... We raise it dead too. If it's salvation, we continue to encourage the right. resurrection power, right. especially as we pass over. Mm-hmm. As somebody we love is going to face that, mm-hmm. or people who are sick, they may recover, but some might not. Mm-hmm. But we're in that position of ministering that and encouraging that through our testimony, yes. not only words spoken, but actions. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn, you're a living, breathing example of resurrection. It didn't kill you. And you're going to be facing death, probably more so, this point in your life forward. Mm-hmm. But you've got the power to overcome it, and you can help others through it. That's what you do at Covenants. How should folks get a hold of us if they need to? You can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can give us a call at 304-528-9220, or you can go online and get some more information, covenantsonline.com, or check us out on Facebook under Covenants. And as always, we want to thank you for joining us on the podcast and want to invite you back to the next edition of What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett, now that you've been raised from the dead, and Dave Clay. Until then, be blessed.